Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Pod Diva. Hey, how are you? This is Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your fortnightly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. Whether it's sunset swims, Coliseum kisses, or Las Vegas loving, on airplane mode duo Kirsty and Christy create gorgeous, love-drenched images of their travels. And the interweb can't get enough of them. With over half a million following their journeys of adventure and love, they're empowering and inspiring LGBTQ plus people the world over. Today, our right royal editor-in-chief, Roxy Bordion, discovers how it all began, where they've been and where they're heading next. If you're listening from outside the UK, why not get in touch with Pod Diva to tell the world about your LGBTQIA plus experience, wherever you are in the world. Email me at poddiva at diva-magazine.com. And when you finish listening to this podcast, take a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive with over a hundred original interviews to explore. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva Magazine to hear more about all things LGBTQIA+. Pod Diva. So nice to see you both again. How you both been doing? Very good. Very good. Can you just tell me where I'm talking to you both from today? So we are in New York City. Well, in New Jersey, actually. So we're about 15 minutes outside of New York City right now. And it's actually where my parents live. Every time we come into New York, we always take a little road trip to see them. But we're based in um, Los Angeles full time technically speaking, but I feel like we're always traveling. So it's really kind of... the airport is our second home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be chatting to you both today. Part of what's so gorgeous about what you two do is you provide this beautiful queer travel content and lifestyle content, but also just you two are such a, a beautiful love story, a beautiful, charming couple and such great representation. So I'd actually love to start with the story of how you two first met and got together. We met on the, the romantic, wonderful, wonderful Tinder, <laughs> um, where we both swiped right. Yep. Um, Kirstie had just moved to New York from Australia after having her working visa there. So she was kind of starting to date around. And then I, you know, just being femme presenting, it's really hard to actually meet people. Yeah. And especially in that time, that was six years ago now, it was really hard for me to find a community of people to 
kind of date around with. So Tinder was kind of one of the only options really before Bumble and all the others now. So that's kind of how we first started talking until we finally met up in New York City on a rooftop. Kersey's best friend worked there and we had a couple of drinks, probably one too many, where we were <laughs> spilling out all of our deepest, darkest secrets and we kind of just hit it off from there. We had a second date and then Christine moved in. <laughs> That's like the every queer lesbian relationship. <laughs> this is it. Full marks for lesbian queer behavior. Congratulations, you nailed it. People ask us how long we've been together, and we say six years, but in lesbian years, that's like 50. So. <laughs> Kirsty, do you remember your first impressions of Christine? What you thought of her when you first saw her? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because we talk about this all the time. Like, I remember I was standing at the corner of a, a New York City. Uh, crossroad and I was just waiting on my phone like where is this person I'm nervous like I've never actually you know gone on a date with anyone from Tinder like I've met people out and about but it was never like an actual sit down let's talk and, and get to know each other so this is the first person I actually felt comfortable doing that with so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I specifically remember I mean this sounds really cheesy but in my head I live I romanticize it. No, like in my head, I turned and she had this pep in her walk and we sat down and we just, we hit it off right away. So I, I remember specifically trying to do the, the yawn and lean thing and, and I, I was like, it's too soon. So I was too nervous. So Kirsty, you saw Christine and you thought like peppy, gorgeous New Yorker, knows what she's about, knows what she's up to. Christine, what were your first impressions of Kirsty? Just looking at her tinder at on tinder i mean i saw like the sleeve which i love like i'm a big tattoo girl so i'm like great we can get tattoos together because this is my <laughs> she had such great energy and she had such great charm and then it was like oh this girl just moved here from australia like i wouldn't think that she would know anybody and then it turns out her best friend works at the rooftop so i was like wow she like knows how to get around and there's people and she was just so charming where everyone wanted to be her friend and it was just like a really inviting thing that I was like I love this I want this personality around my life I want this person around me I'm really enjoying these questions by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should do this all the time <laughs> so I feel like your love story so you've got it written all over your bodies and your tattoos and then you've got mm -hmm. it like written all over the planet haven't you because you've been yeah. traveling all around the world together and you must have you know, memories and have been at different stages of your relationship journey together in all these places, which is just absolutely, oh, they should make a, a lesbian rom-com about you, shouldn't they? We should hit up Netflix and make yeah. the whole thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you hauled after the second date and then how quickly did you say I love you? So that was a little bit different. So we... We played hard to get for a while, or at least I did, because the intention of me moving to New York, yeah. I was only there a few months because I was saving money to go and do my working visa in New Zealand. Right. So I was only going to stay a couple of months. So when we met, I was always like, you can't fall in love with me because I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And every time she's like, I know you're leaving. That's fine. Like, you know, the rom-com thing. So basically, after a couple of months of us dating, and at this point in time, she had a rolling backpack. She had loofahs in the bathroom. She had her toothpaste there. She had, <laughs> she practically lived, you know, with me and we were dating just without the title. I think eventually it was just like, are we going to pull the trigger? Am I going to stay here? Am I going to go to New Zealand? I don't know. But I kept like 
like saying it with the intention of saying like, are you going to ask me to stay? And we're both stubborn. So she never asked me to stay. I think the intention with that for me was I never wanted to feel like I was holding you back. Yeah. And be the reason why you resent me in the future. And like, if things didn't work out, like I didn't want to be the reason why you didn't follow your dreams Mm -hmm. and go to New Zealand. So if you were going to make the decision of staying, it was kind of like, because you genuinely wanted this experience for yeah, you, not exactly. for me. I had saved the money and I was going to New Zealand and I was like, before I go to New Zealand, why don't you go on a trip with me to, to England? I have a friend's wedding. And after that, we can go to Berlin and Germany together. We can just travel and, and then we'll split ways, you know, prolonging the, the experience. And still the whole time I'm like, is she going to ask me to stay or not? <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. She's not going to do it. And so we're sitting there at the airport in Germany and I'm, saying, I'm crying because I'm a baby. Like I'm actually the sensitive one. So I'm just, <laughs> they're crying and I'm like okay this is it's been wonderful you know I'm I'm falling for you you know all this stuff and she's like okay we'll have fun in New Zealand um and so that was it she was like okay see ya and then so I went on this little mini trip with my sister and then I ended up she asked me to come back to New York came back to New York and then she uh, asked me to be her girlfriend at a concert right after that and so I stayed we had told each other we loved each other at some point within that time and probably like seven or eight months in. seven or eight months in. it's not that we didn't feel it right away yeah. it's that we were stubborn and we both <laughs> still are very stubborn in that regard <laughs> so your very first trip that you took as a couple was that like england for the wedding or what was the first trip that you took yeah, it was England for the yeah. wedding. Yeah, I was like, we're not going to, you know, pursue this. Why don't you go and meet all my friends in England? <laughs> the math wasn't mathing, but we were both like, we're going to pretend like we're not dating. But we are. We're 100% dating. So, uh, yeah, that was the first trip. She went and met all my friends in England, went to a, my friend's wedding, and then we went and traveled to, to Berlin. Berlin after that. Oh, I'm <laughs> loving hearing your gorgeous love story. When do you get the inspiration to decide to start on airplane mode? How does that play into the story? We we, we met in 2017. Yeah. She asked me to be her girlfriend, so I didn't go, you know, I never went to New Zealand after that. But, <laughs> but I did end up staying and we'll stay, we'll compromise, we'll go and travel together. How about that? Two years later, 2019, we took the trip. Uh, to Southeast Asia. Uh, it was just the two of us, like Christine said, we had a backpack and nothing else. You know, we both really wanted to, you know, keep track of the memories and keep those pictures and stuff for us. But if you go to a different place and ask someone to take a photo of you, they're going to miss the entire point of the photo. They, they crop your ear out. They yeah. get most of the floor. You know, they forget, they miss the whole background. So after a couple times of that, we were like, let's just buy a tripod and do it ourselves. And that way we at least have some decent photos that are in frame. So we were in the middle of Myanmar um, at, at this tiny, tiny town. I mean, there was like, there's nothing there, right? There, it was almost like a mirage in a way that there was this one little shack that was there. It was a small room that had one glass shelf and on that was a tripod and it came with a Bluetooth remote for your iPhone and it was $15. So we were like, let's just go for it. Let's get it. So we sat it up and we were like playing with it in Myanmar right before a trek that we were about to go on. You know, over the course of a couple, you know, weeks, we started playing with more and we were like, well, what if we, you know, like pose in a certain way? And and maybe (laughs) if you take your dress and blow it up, it'll be kind of cute. Just just having fun with it. One of the pictures ended up kind of going viral and then another picture and another picture. And, you know, at first we were like, this is amazing. But then we started receiving DMs and messages from people like everywhere around the world 
asking, oh, how do I travel here? Can I hold my boyfriend's hand in public? Can I bring my queer family? A lot of LGBTQ people and women asking how to travel safely mm. to these countries because they've never seen that before. And at first we were like, you know, why are people asking us? And then we realized, oh, it's really difficult to find that representation, especially at that time. Find the, the answers to the questions that people are asking of how to travel safely as a queer person. Um, so we were like, why don't we start a platform where we can provide those answers and, and help people and also have fun with it while we go. What is it like working so closely with your significant other? Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Part Diva. Well, if people ask us, they're like, I would never be able to do this with a partner. And I was like, honestly, I don't know if we always ask each other, we're like, are we unhealthy from how much time we like to spend together? I'm like, is this, un-, you know what? But I also think both of our love languages are physical touch and quality time, right? So we are always like, <laughs> you've been together six years which as you said at the start of our conversation is basically 50 years in lesbian yeah. years so there will be many deep readers who are wondering what is the secret how are you making these relationship things work for so long so what is your secret what is your advice they want to understand how to make a long-term relationship work as well as you guys yeah. have it, it, she's always right 
that's what it is. I'm yeah. not That's the secret right there. Yeah. The you know the secret is for us at least specifically us because we both enjoy spontaneity. We enjoy having new things to always try together. I think um, the communication is definitely a key part of it. But I mm. think always doing something new, right? Like I think for both of us. We've been together six years, but we still date like it's week one, right? So I feel like keeping each other excited and trying new things, going and I'm not saying you have to book a trip to Asia tomorrow, but you can go and try a new restaurant. Or last week we did pottery for the first time and that was so much fun. Keep dating each other because I think, you know, that's the best way to really, you know, keep the, the love going and excited. Yeah. Especially with like long-term relationships, I think that that's something that can happen like lesbian yeah. deathbed is a thing mm -hmm. so i think just being mindful of like you want to be excited you still want to feel like you're pretty and, or handsome or whatever it is like you mm -hmm. want to feel like your partner's attracted to you too yeah so i feel exactly. like that's really important yeah and making sure that you kind of like keep each other uplifted it's so meaningful to queer women and non-binary people to see that visibility to see examples of thriving queer relationships, which you two put out such gorgeous content that shows that and is uplifting and it's just gorgeous. I'm curious about when you guys, uh, perhaps when you were growing up or in recent years, what sort of representation did you two see of queer relationships, um, if you saw any? For me, it was definitely difficult. So my dad is Mexican and my mom's Chinese and Peruvian. They both are conservative in their own ways. They're both very religious. And so it was really hard for me to ever kind of see anything that was queer. I think even at that time, it was either you're gay or you're a lesbian and that's it. There wasn't even anything else. Even finding that was hard. I think if there wasn't the L word, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah, would you watch in secret? Yeah, yeah which I had to watch in secret. And that was really the only representation there was. For me, I, I grew up in Tennessee. So the South in the U.S., as you may know, is very different than like a diverse area where Christine may might have grown up a little bit more and seen different perspectives. But where I'm from, that's very, very limited perspectives. As growing up, people kind of you know, indirectly say that being gay and being part of this community is one of the worst things that could ever happen. Or directly. Right? Or directly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't really see any queer representation in school or on media or TV, no music, no books, no anything, right? And so now looking back at younger me, I was like, oh, that was a lesbian little kid. Like, I, I mean, you know what I mean? But I didn't realize until college because I was like, wait a second, I didn't even know that this was an option. And you do provide such gorgeous queer representation. Do you hear from followers who kind of you know communicate to you about asking you questions or saying how they feel about seeing all these pictures of you all around the world yeah yeah you know the traveling is incredible and being together is all the time and running this it's it's amazing everything about it's amazing but i think what makes it us never feel burnt out and what keeps us motivated is receiving the messages from people all over the world every single day what do you think travel and traveling to different countries what do you think it's taught you how do you think it's shaped who you are traveling 
allows me to see my own privilege in the LGBTQ community because I do think that even though the United States definitely has its its problems 100%, there are countries where they can't have any representation whatsoever. So I think that it, it always kind of puts that perspective in place where you're like, these are what we're working for, right? We're working for equality for everyone everywhere, not just in our local spaces. That is one of the biggest things for us with traveling is learning different cultures and different backgrounds and trying different things and meeting new people. So I think that that really helps you to see all sides of the picture, right? Just knowing queer people exist everywhere, but not everyone has the privilege of coming out or having that community. And we went to Jordan a few months ago and we started getting messages from queer people that lived in Amman and they were like, let's go out to dinner. Like, let's do this. There's actually a underground community. There's a cafe that is like not necessarily publicized as like a queer cafe, but it is actually open to anyone who feels like they're outcasted or different. That's insane. That's crazy. But that's also amazing. And I feel like that gives us so much passion when we travel. It's not something you can Google. Mm -hmm. That's something you have to go and experience yourself. And it was beautiful too, when we were traveling in Jordan specifically, we were receiving messages from not only queer people, but even straight cis people saying, thank you so much for showing our country for as beautiful as it is. And and we love seeing your content. And it was great to see that from the non-LGBTQ community. What's your policy on traveling to countries where it's either illegal to be LGBTQIA or there may be significant challenges in being in our community in those places? You know, people ask us all the time, like, why would you travel to a place where it's illegal or anything like that? But I think for us personally, I feel we started traveling not because we're LGBT, right? We're, we didn't start traveling because we're a queer relationship. We started traveling because of our love for traveling mm-hmm. and our love for new experiences and our love for trying new places and going and seeing new things. Going to LGBT experiences is a wonderful way to make community or, or just, you know, either cruises or LGBT hotels or anything like that. It's a wonderful way to meet different parts of the community. I think for us, you know, we we love to meet all kinds of perspectives. We don't really believe in boycotting, right? Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I'm boycotting going there. I'm not going to give them that money. But also it's just hurting the queer community that does live there. It's, it's only keeping them from being able to grow by not traveling and, and like Christine said, having that exposure. So we definitely don't believe in boycotting destinations. Simultaneously, it's extremely important for us to do our research check local policies and local laws. You know, as simple as can we hold hands in public here? Is it safe? Making sure that our safety is at the utmost priority is very important because we are traveling to places like Jordan, but it's also, there's a world wonder there. There's a desert that you can stay in and go glamping. You can go scuba diving there. Those are all the things that we love to do as well. Yeah, I think for us, we want to teach anyone how to travel and navigate that destination safely. And you know, sometimes it's easier if it is a country that does legalize the LGBTQ community, but then if it's not, we still want to give that access to people. Like, there are ways you can still do it. I don't think that anyone should be restricted to go see a world wonder if they want to see that. Unfortunately, knowing that, you know, not every place is accepted, you still have the opportunity to do that and, like, here are the ways that you can do it. Have you ever encountered any homophobia on any of your travels? We actually say, and, and I know this is, might be a little shocking, that I think the closest, or the, the most often homophobia that we ever feel is in the United States. Maybe we would find it more if we were 
openly, you yeah. know, carrying the rainbow flag in destinations mm-hmm. where it's anti-LGBT, but, you know, we, we want to make sure that safety, again, is our priority. Um, but I do think that the most consistent times we've ever felt discriminated against or had homophobic slurs, even DMs or comments, have all come from people within the United States for the most part. I'm going to cheer this conversation up a bit because it's all got... <laughs> It's all yeah. got very important and very real. Yeah. <laughs> but it is important to talk about, isn't it? The fact that actually there's still shed loads of homophobia in America. There's also in the UK. I want to ask you a lovely question now. What's the most romantic place you have ever been together? And please tell me all about it. We also went to French Polynesia this year. We got to experience Bora Bora and Tahiti and it was everything like everything that you thought it would be and more we truly felt like one we were accepted there we didn't get stairs but it was just unbelievably stunning Mm -hmm. and there's just this this feeling that you get there and there's something called mana which is a spiritual connection that you have with nature the island and you and it's just like this overwhelming relief of happiness and it's just it's insane. It's so it like a Disney movie. <laughs> and can you talk to me a little bit about what was it like being on the Diva Flow and being at Pride in London? Oh, it was amazing. You know, I, I, I that was my first London Pride. That was your first time in London, London Pride. And I think that it was just so amazing. And I feel like it's great to see representation for the queer, queer community as a whole, but just seeing so many queer women together and supporting each other is just um, it was amazing it was so empowering um and i think that being a part of that was so special to us we've known about diva we've been reading diva even from the u.s for for years now and i think that it was just such a special moment where we're like i can't believe we're here it feels like we made it you know <laughs> well thank you so much it's been lovely lovely to chat to you both thank, thank you, you so it was so nice to talk to you again and hopefully we'll see you soon Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every fortnight, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 